You're listening to Reckless at Best, two guys who know everything about nothing. We're glad you're here, so tighten those bootstraps, hold on to that oh shit handle. This could get bumpy. Welcome back to Reckless at Best. He's Watke. I'm Tyler Larson. We're glad you could be here with us. Welcome, welcome. How you doing, Chris? Oh, you know, it's a good day so far. Um, you know, had a, you know, work's kind of short, but it's that time of year until it pipes start freezing, of course. Uh, but got to see the kids today, so pretty happy. How you doing, my friend? You know, I'm 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 doing well today. Actually, I had today off. I didn't have to work today. It just worked out that way this week. So, um, didn't get a whole lot done, but uh, but it was a good day all in all. That's good to hear, my friend. That is good to hear. Well, you know what starts this week? Another round. Ra- well, it actually starts today. Uh, another round technically, of football. Yeah. Week, eight. week week eight in the NFL is upon us. And there's a uh, a good game going on right now between the uh, Panthers and the Falcons. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we won't be covering too much of that game tonight, um, just because it's on while we're recording here. Uh, but we do have a lot of games to go over tonight, that's for sure. So I think, uh, if you don't mind, Chris, why don't we just kind of go in order of the games uh, outside of the games that are played at the same time? We're just gonna we just we're just gonna go through them in an order. How's that sound? That sounds great to me, and I think the first game we're going to start with is the Steelers and the Ravens. This is actually a pretty big game this weekend. Uh, you got the undefeated Steelers, the only undefeated team left in the league right now, playing against the Baltimore Ravens coming off that bye week. Uh, right now, you got Baltimore sitting at a six-and-a-half-point favorite with the over and under going at 49 points. Uh, but if you look at it that way, the Steelers aren't the only undefeated team left. Yeah, but it's a, a very good, very tough and talented Five and one Ravens team, and uh, I think we're set to see a good, good game here. I, 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 I couldn't tell you who I think would win this game because I think it could go either way. Obviously, the Steelers are a very good team this year, but uh, uh, I don't want to sleep on the Ravens quite yet. Uh, I, I don't know. lost the glimmer that they had last year, but 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 that was just everything they did last year was was shadowed by Lamar Jackson, and and uh, I think he's a little more toned down this year. Just I don't want to say teams have figured him out, but it's, uh, uh, he's still like, I'm not taking anything away from him. So I don't know uh, which way uh, this one's going. I don't know. Right? The Ravens favored to win this. A big favorite, by the way, too. I think it's kind of interesting how much of a favorite they are. Yeah. Uh, 67, I believe, unless it's, unless it's changed. Six and a half. Six and a half point favorite. Um 49 point over and under and you know you got the ravens right now that are sitting as the you know uh actually one of the worst offenses in the nfl actually bottom six they are the 26th offense in the nfl i'm sorry eight nine i'm sorry 27th offense uh but then you also got the pittsburgh steelers that are only sitting about the uh, 21st 22nd offense uh but then you got to look at those defense you got here you got the steelers the number one defense in the nfl right now and the baltimore ravens the Steelers are giving up less than twenty points a game. Just, I mean, it's it's decimal points less than twenty. But when the, when you, when the opposing team's not scoring three touchdowns, uh, that's that's hard to win in the NFL. Nineteen point seven game points per game right now is what they're sitting at right now. They are only averaging giving up a total of two hundred and eighty seven yards a game. 
I, I, that's the best in the NFL right now. But then you also have the Baltimore Ravens who are only giving up about 339 yards a game, but they're only giving up 17 points a game. And 339 is not even a huge number if you think about it. I mean, if a team, <laughs> if a team throws for 200 and, and runs for 130, uh, 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 you know, you're, you, which is not a common in the mm-hmm. NFL. So, and, and, and the teammate throw for 300 yards and run. <laughs> yards. Well, it, it's, uh, getting 400 to 500 yards in offense in, in the NFL anymore. Um, but uh, if you're not giving it up, you're not giving it up. That's true. Um, now, here's the thing. We have the return of James Conner this week. Um, how is he going to look on his return back from injury? I think – I would think that the Steelers would keep him on a, uh, on a, on a snap count. And if it's not a snap – or excuse me, a snap count – uh, Tomlin's going to be watching him, uh, pretty yep. making sure that that he's not in there too much. You don't want to risk a guy just coming back when, when you're still running. Well, all Betty Snell, you know, he's been a solid, solid relief while Connor's been out. So, I think it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. Uh, with James kind of returning is what did kind of change the spread because they don't know if he is going to be on that limited snap count as well. Uh, you know, Ravens, everyone's thinking the Ravens are going to win this game, but Pittsburgh comes out, win this game, they get a two a two game lead in the AFC North, pretty much guaranteeing them um, playoffs at this point. I think if they win that right. game, and I think right. it's a good game to watch. I think that, in my opinion, I think even though we're homers, I think this is the game to watch. Oh, very much so. I, 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 you know, it's it's on at the same time that at uh, our game is on this week, but uh, uh, so you know that is what it is. But uh, it's definitely going to be on the background if I don't have it on the phone or the or the computer or something. I'll, I'll try and be because I agree with you. it's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, and you know, talking about uh, return from bye weeks, talking about return from injury, we're going to talk about the first ever start in an NFL game. Hold on. I got to go back to that, that Steelers-Ravens game. I got a question for you. Oh. Who wins and why? I think the Steelers win this game, and I think they're going to stop Lamar. I think the thing about it is even though Lamar is coming off that bye week, the team's going to be fresh and refreshed. Um, also, with the pickup of Ngankwe, it'll be his first start on that defense. I do think that that secondary is still suspect. You got to remember that they're giving up 330, uh, I'm sorry, 340 yards a game. And with that, out of those 340 yards a game, they're giving about 231 passing yards. I think, I think big Ben comes out, throws for 300. And I think uh, James Conner comes in and kind of seals the deal. I think the Steelers are going to win that game. Uh, I think it would be a close one. I think it'll be a good one to watch, but I'm giving it to the Steelers. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I can't say I disagree with you. I do think the Steelers are going to come away with this because uh, Steelers, I, I believe, have the best defense in the NFL right now. And, well, they are the best defense in the NFL. And uh, uh, I, I just think – so that's going to be enough to stop the Ravens off. Not stop them, but slow them down. And then, obviously, Big Ben's a, a long-time vet. He's got great receivers on the outside. He's got guys that can run the ball. Uh, I didn't so, – uh, I, I agree. I think the Steelers come away uh, come away uh, with a win. A two point lead in the AFC North. I think that's going to be the biggest thing about it, is they come out with this win. They're going to have a two game lead in the AFC North. I think that's yep. the thing to watch for too. Yep. Um, but speaking of first starts in the NFL, Tua will have his first start in the NFL this Sunday this, against the Rams at home. This, this is big. This is big, and I believe Miami allows fans. So that's uh. uh uh, going to be huge. I I I wish two of the best. I I I heard some things today that I kind of agreed with. Uh, obviously, two is a smaller guy. Uh, 
and he's not quite as mobile as some of the other smaller guys in the league. Uh, no, it doesn't mean anything yet because we haven't even seen the guy we can play. So, uh, but we will find out in a few days. But, but uh, I, I hope he comes out as well. You ready to hear this news? Uh, as of October 8th, the Miami Dolphins have been granted clearance to have full capacity of fans in their stadiums. This is per public world. Have, but they, they haven't had full full fans no, yet. Two yet. Um, right now they've been sitting about 13,000 fans. Uh, uh, they have not announced how much they will allow at this game. Right now, if they do, it'll be 13,000, I believe. Um, but I think it will be kind of interesting if they have the choice to allow all the fans in the game. Yeah, I... I it, I don't obviously think it's a smart idea to have full capacity, but, uh, uh, you know, I think, I think as well as the NFL's done, the fans aren't obviously interacting with the players. No. Uh, so I, I would be opposed to seeing some teams start to, uh, uh, raise. They allow, I know a lot of teams would go like, uh, uh, 20% or 22, uh, Dallas is at 25%. Uh, start creeping up to that 30, 35. I think you can still distance them well enough. Uh, most stadiums are going to hold uh, 70,000 plus. So, you know, 30% of that, I, I do believe you could distance them uh, well enough. But uh, yeah. uh, I did not know that about the Dolphins, that they have allowed full capacity. Uh, it's because of the governor of Florida. Anyways, we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> uh, but you look at this, you know, you got the three and three Dolphins and the five and two Rams. Uh, Dolphins won the last meeting in 2016, 14 to 10. Now, when they won that last meeting, no Jared Goff. Right. No Cooper Cup. Right. No Aaron Donald. Right. No Jalen Ramsey. Right. Okay. Uh, it, I, I think the Dolphins' offense will be interesting to watch with Tua behind the helm. Um, but I do think L.A. comes out with this win. Um, I, I, I just think I, uh, Tua's not going to be ready for his first actual start. Um, you know, his first game he came in was against the Jets. And you know, speaking of that, we'll get there. Um, but, you know, right now you got the Rams and a three-and-a-half-point favorite only. Over and under still sitting at 49 as well. I think it's kind of interesting the Rams are only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I do think they win by more than three points. Um, but i got to give this one to the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams in this one, too. Uh, uh, but my big question is, uh, this isn't the question I want to ask you at the end, but I do have this question, too. Let's just say it came down to it. Final drive? Could Tua finish it off in a final drive no not yet he has the big game experience playing in college it's not like he didn't play in big games uh he won a lot of those big games including a national championship and yeah and he played in a very very tough conference i I just don't think he's ready to get a game-winning drive i just don't i I don't think he'll be able to handle the pressure and when you have a a defensive line that has aaron donald on it I think Aaron Donald is going to eat that offensive line alive. I mean, just look what he did last week. That's a, uh, it's going to be a rough start for somebody who is making his first NFL debut against the best defensive lineman in football. That is oh, 100%. Donald. And uh, it's I mean, not even best defensive line, it's best defensive lineman. 
the best defensive lineman that's on their line is the defensive line, in my opinion. I mean, they do have a couple playmakers up there, but I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. If you're, you you got a choice here. If you're looking at Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, or Daniil Hunter when he's not injured. Oh, I'm taking uh, Aaron Donald all day. Hands down, hands down. I think he's the best that we've seen in the NFL, at least in the modern era. Yeah, I can't say he's the best defensive lineman ever because there have been some really good, obviously, Hall of Fame defensive linemen. And uh, I do think Aaron Donald is the Hall of Fame first ballot should fire. Oh, ball. and if he's not, that's bullshit. But yeah, will be. There's, there's no doubt about that. But uh, the best, the best in our lifetime. I, I wouldn't say our lifetime, but in our most adulthood. Yeah. Era, yeah, it's Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. Okay, kids, so kid's like twenty three years old, isn't he? Uh, a little older, at least 24, 25, 26, somewhere in there. Older, twenty four, twenty five. <laughs> well, oh, he's, right. he's older than me. He's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, so he's been in the league for a little while. So he was on that two thousand sixteen team. Where was he playing? Oh, I'm sure he was. Not like he is this year. He is this year, but uh, Aaron Donald, the 2016 season. I mean, how do you even do? Aaron Donald was ejected for making illegal contact with a referee. Blah blah blah. Oh, he played all those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been there a while. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, okay. Question time. Answer time. Who is your star of the game? Aaron Donald. <laughs> All the reasons listed before. I I don't see why Aaron Donald won't dominate that defense uh, offensive line. I just think he's just getting better this year, and I think he's going to win defensive player of the year. And if he doesn't, I think it's bullshit because if he continues to play the way he is, he is by far the best defensive player in the NFL right now. And I would like to see what he does against Miami. Again, I do wish the best for Tua. I want him to have a good first start, but I just think against this Rams defensive line is the issue. Uh-huh. I can't disagree with that. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on that too. So, all right, moving on. Moving oh, on. oh do have, we have to talk about this one? Well, so this one could be ugly early. So we have the uh, 0-7 worst team in the football uh, Jets. At the reigning Super Bowl champion. Can you guess the spread for that game? Yes, spread. Hmm. You just told me a little bit ago. I think you did. Twenty-one, mm-hmm. right? Twenty-one. This is one of the highest spreads in an NFL game we've seen. And uh, and it, not the fact that Kansas City is a 21-point favorite. The over-under is only 51.5. So not only do they think they'll win by that many, uh, they think that they'll be the reason why. Because they're not given that many in the over-under. Uh, I, I just think the Jets are the dumpster fire of the NFL right now. They will have the first pick in the draft. Even me saying that as a Vikings fan, as we do, amazing. Um but, you know, you have the Chiefs that are averaging 36 points a game, and the Jets are averaging giving up 29 points a game. The Chiefs will hit 36 points, unfortunately. The question is, do they do it on the ground? Do they do it in the air? How is it done? I, I honestly think it's going to be a mixture of both. I think Mahomes is going to come out and light it up. Uh, I think it could be over after the first quarter because I think the Jets could be down by three touchdowns uh, after the first quarter, and, and the Jets do not have the power uh, to come back against a team like the Chiefs 
being down that much. I think even 10 points would be so hard for the Jets to come back, but I do think they could be down by three scores after the first quarter. I just think that the Jets are doing Sam Darnold no justice by having Adam Gase. Um, I, I think they are just ruining Sam Darnold's career. I think he will be a decent quarterback in the NFL, but I think you need to get Adam Gase out of there. Um, I, I, unfortunately, the Jets need a bye week. They need a week off. They need to fix so many problems, and that biggest problem is that damn head coach. You need to get Adam Gase out of there. The fact that they released Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs, uh, released him and then the Chiefs picked him up. And then they're talking, there's been trade rumors of Sam Darnold, but there's no talk, no talk about Adam Gase's job on the hot seat. I just think it's bullshit. I think he needs to be out of that team because he's just going to make it worse. Yeah, I for some reason, the the owner of that team, I don't even know his name, but the owner of that team seems to love Adam Gase, and I don't, I don't understand. The players mm-hmm. don't like him. Other nope. coaches don't like him. He obviously can't win football games, and how he got another head coaching job after the Miami Dolphins, I don't understand because it's not like he was doing anything special with Miami. I mean, Vance Joseph has came into Miami and turned that – franchise around yes he did i mean yes they're three and three this year and last year they you know they they were worse than 500 but they looked so much better they looked like a more complete football team they actually understood what they were doing out there and that's all vance joseph and it's just unreal that adam gase just seems like he doesn't have a fucking clue about what he's doing when it comes to coaching in the nfl and i am not an nfl coach so he's obviously more qualified than me but come on, is he though? You're going to talk about getting rid of your your quarterback? That no, he didn't have a, uh, anything to do with drafting him. But uh, but Dan, uh, Sam Donald's the best thing you got at quarterback. Who, who are you going to put in? Uh, you've seen the backups last year when Sam Donald was out with uh, Mono. Uh, they they're horrible. You have nobody to put in, and you're talking about trading them off. I mean, you traded off Robbie Anderson, who was a really good wide receiver, and that you were he was your number one. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is gone. Hey, they're back up Flacco. Wow. Great for them. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's just a mad dumpster fire going over there, and I just don't think there's any way they're gonna fix it unless they get rid of Adam Gaze. And here's the thing the, the Jets don't have a bye week for a while. I mean, no. you got the Chiefs, then they're at home versus the Patriots, and then they're at the Chargers November twenty second. I mean, we're three quarters into the 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 season here before they get a bye week so some of that's not their fault because the, the schedules are set you know early in the spring when all the but it's and- been changed the schedule have been changed because of this well that's true no they're bye weeks week 10 so after they play the patriots on monday night football oh it yep you are correct okay so but still, but still, but still that's still two weeks away three weeks they uh, three or two weeks I, I think they needed their bye week early. I mean, you got to think about it here. They haven't had one close game. No. No, it's not even – I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's not even funny watching a Jets game anymore because the beginning of the season it was like, ha-ha, they're bad. Everybody's going to blow them out. It, it, it's, it's sad. It's, it's, it's sorry to watch them play football. I, I feel bad for the Jets because I feel bad for the players that are there. Because they mm-hmm. want to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, think about it. Their last game, Sam Darnold threw 120 yards. Terrible. 
That's absolutely terrible. But he has no he has no O line help. I mean, there's nobody blocking. No, him. they're not giving him help. They're not giving him help. Yeah, well, it, there's nobody to block for him. And then even when they, they do block for him, he's got nobody to throw the ball to. Yeah, I just I think we could talk about this game all night, but unfortunately, I just think you know the Chiefs will come out and dominate him, and by halftime, Matt Morgan will be or Matt Moore will be behind center. Well, but let's 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 think about that for a second because we were talking. It may have even been yesterday or the day before. Uh, just together, I think, uh, about Mahomes' passing yards and 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 how many he's thrown, you know, since he came, became in, or came into the league and was a starter. Do you think that this is the first time in in Mahomes' uh, career that he throws for five hundred yards? Yes. Well, well, okay. I think he could if he wanted to. But I don't think he does. I think what they're going to do is they're going to take a big lead and then just play it safe for the rest of the game. He's probably not going to throw the ball once in the second half if the score is three scores or more. And if he does, he's going to be throwing deeks and dump offs. I don't think he'll bomb it downfield unless he surprises them. I, I think he'll walk out with 350. Um, I don't think he hits 500. I think they're going to play it safe. It's week eight. And they're not, you know, vying for a playoff position. I think they're two points up in the West right now. Oh, uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, right, right now. I don't know. They're three games up. Oh, three. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure playoff spot. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think, unfortunately, that there's, you know, I don't think they'll risk it. I think they'll just let them play it safe after they take a big lead. Um, and speaking of the Jets, we've talked about this before, about the whole first pick. Trevor Lawrence actually tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that's a, a big deal. I, I mean, I don't uh, – uh, Clemson plays Boston College this weekend, so I, Clemson's going to win that game. But uh, he can't go, obviously. He's, he has to isolate for 10 days. Yeah, and 10 days puts him in the question with the game against Notre Dame now. Uh, that was actually going to be a big game to watch. Uh, so with Trevor Lawrence out, uh, the question is, SEC does 10 days instead of like the Big Ten does, which is 21 days. Uh, and also we are not going to talk about the Big Ten because as a homer, I am very pissed right now. Um, regardless of that point, I think we just need to see if he ends up playing against Notre Dame. You know, everyone's talking about if he doesn't go pro, what happens to senior year if he gets injured? Uh, I... Let's just see how the COVID goes and kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, time to speak of our game of the week. <laughs> we had a big game this weekend, buddy. It's game two already. Yeah. I, it's weird to see this game in week eight. You know, we both already had our bye weeks, though. Um, so we both had our breaks so far. It's the last time we're playing each other this year because there's no fucking way we're making the playoffs. It's, um, it's just strange that that uh, it's not near the end of the done, season. We're going to be done playing each other halfway through the season. Yes, it's so strange, but that's just the way the schedule falls. But uh, it's uh, obviously the Packers won in Week One, forty three thirty four. It's actually a closer game, and I know people can argue that, you know, and I kind of agree at the end for the Vikings. Uh, some of that was, it was all trash. Fun. I agree, but when you start growing closer, you're within nine at that point, and you're it's getting closer. So it wasn't as far apart, but anyway, you know. But uh, the Packers are the only team to score on the first possession of every game this year. I think it's three touchdowns and uh, and. Uh, uh, four field goals, three three field goals, three touchdowns, three field goals. But uh, 
but I am worried. Uh, week one, Justin Jefferson wasn't much. I don't want to say he wasn't much of a threat because I believe he had a touchdown in that game, but um, he's becoming a threat. And he's becoming a, a reliable target that Cousins likes to throw to. And he's getting mm-hmm. yards and catches per game and touchdowns. So uh, mm-hmm. I think the Packers are really going to have to play him differently uh, and they're going to have to scheme a little differently on the back end to kind of uh, – you're still going to have to uh, shade over the top and stuff for uh, Thielen, but uh, once in a while you're going to have to pull away from that, I think, and, and give that over to Jefferson's side. Yeah, I, I – you know, obviously I am a huge fan of Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think he's going to be great uh, in Minnesota, uh, but here's the thing. I think Green Bay, since they've already played and been watching tape on him, I think they'll be more ready for him. Uh, but I think Justin Jefferson says he'll come out, still come out and put about 100 yards if Kirk Cousins can throw the ball right. Well, he might have to, depending how much <laughs> you go down by. <laughs> Sorry, there I am being a homer, but... Uh... Yeah, but uh, I saw I, I saw this stat the other day. I thought it was cool. Uh, Rodgers with the 17 touchdowns through six games. It's actually his most since his uh, campaign in 2011, and he did win the MVP that year. I think it's going to play out a little different this year on the back end for that. But uh, yeah, you uh, tell me, Russ doesn't win anything. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, something would have to happen with Russ. He'd have to go down or something. I think. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it. I I can't deny it's he's he's. I'm pretty happy this year with uh, the offense of Green Bay. So it was good last year, but it, 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 they definitely look more comfortable this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Lafleur. I'm, I'm, it was I was nervous when they hired him because I'm like, this dude's young, but uh, he's, he's turned out pretty good. Yeah, I, you know, I think Rodgers does look good. He looks almost like he's in Super Bowl form right now, but I think there's also a way he could be stopped as well. Um, you know, the injuries, obviously, to Minnesota has not been helping. And then the new trade rumors that are going on uh, with Adam Thielen. I know the one with the Browns has been shut down, but the new one now, uh, uh, oh, I was just reading it earlier. I can't remember. But, um, you know, they're not the only ones that have been talked about. Oh, there we go. Uh, he was in the talk for the Ravens trade with Ngankwe. Oh, Thielen. Uh, yeah, Thielen was. And then, um, you know, Harrison Smith has also been talked about being on the trading block. Same with Riley Reef and Kyle Rudolph. You know, trading, trading away um, veterans like that is just going to be a disastrous option if it came down to it. And I think the GM here is just about as good as the Jets GM right now. Um, Rick Spielman's been with the team for years, but I don't know what the hell he's doing this year. Um, if we're going to be tanking for a higher draft pick, might as well just start it now, get Kirk Cousins out of here and just start playing Sean Mannion, just call it over if you're going to be doing something like that. Um, but I think it also comes down to our run game. You know, Cook is coming back from injury. Is he going to be on limited snap count? You know, we used to have a good one-two punch, but Anthony Madison was held last week. So could he be held again this week? Uh, I think the one thing we're going to be looking at is we need our rush game to really step up. But then if our rush game can step up, it means our pass game can finally do something. And that's the only way we have a chance to even win that game. Uh, but it just comes down to if the defense handles us. I think, uh, you know, I, I think if – if uh, uh... Cook's not 100%, which clearly out of injury, you never are. But uh, uh, they'll say – players say they are all the time, but we know they aren't. Uh, but they are cleared to go, medically cleared to go. Um, but I think you go back to the one-two punch, as you usually have been, 
but give Madison the number one spot and play Cook on – I don't think you can flip it completely because they're two different runners. They have two different running styles. Uh, I do think Cook's a little more finesse while Madison's a little more of a, of a bruiser. But um, – I don't. I don't think you can do that because of the bye week. That's my opinion on that. The bye week, you know, Cook had that extra week to heal up. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, but I think it's, you definitely have to watch. Uh, you don't want to risk an injury to your star back. Obviously, nobody wants to risk an injury to their star player, but uh, or any player for that matter. But uh, uh, I do think it's something to watch. But uh, I imagine Cook's going to be ready to go. He's going to be ready to run the ball, and I expect the Vikings to give it to him. Early and often. Yep, yep. You know, right now we got Green Bay sitting on a six and a half point favorite over under at fifty six. Now it is the highest over under this weekend, tied with another game. But I think the reason why is because you know if our offenses are clicking, our offenses will put up fifty six plus points uh, collectively. Uh, but uh, Green Bay does have a touchdown favorite right now, and I think that's a fair enough bet because I think we will lose by a touchdown plus. So I don't. Totally disagree with that. Obviously, uh, I do feel just as a football fan, and I don't feel it's it's the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Pudding, pudding. Uh, but uh, uh, clearly, Green Bay is is the better team in this game. Uh, but I don't. I, I I'm always so nervous when Green Bay goes up against Minnesota because. It's such a heated rivalry that Minnesota, especially Minnesota's defense, you can say what you want about them, but those guys on defense that have battled the offense, guys that have been with Green Bay's offense for a long time, Vikings come out and they want to play and they will hit. So I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable because you never know what could happen. But surely they have to double Devante. Boom! But here's the thing: who do you double them with? It doesn't matter. It, we don't have, have the corners to handle that. We don't have the corners to handle the receivers. Well, all of our, all the experienced corners that we ever had are gone. Right, but you can't just expect. Okay, so if you want to use that argument, you can't just say that we don't have the guys to cover him because if you don't have the guys to double him that are of of that good of a caliber, you can't leave one guy on him. He's going to smoke him all game all game long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, key. Uh, I think that'll be the big thing is if we can hold Devonte, but then not just that. Just also the, uh, 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 I'm sorry, tight ends with the eight tight ends you guys have. <laughs> you know, looking at the injury report this week, this is the one thing we really got to look at with this whole game right now. Uh, Equinemius, is that how you say his first name? Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, he's questionable. Preston Smith is questionable. Alan Lazard's on the IR. Mason Crosby's questionable. Darius Smith is questionable. Mercedes Lewis is questionable. Aaron Jones is questionable. Bakhtiari, Tyler Irvin. Those are some big names. Christian Kirksley's on the IR. Um, yeah. So those are some big names that are questionable. But then in Minnesota, uh, you know, uh, George Ioki or Ioka, whatever his name was. I could never pronounce it. Um, he's on the injury reserve. Daniil Hunter's on the injury reserve. He just had a surgery. Uh, Dalvin Cook is obvious. They had him question balls last week, but now they are saying he's good to go. Mike Hughes is questionable. They still haven't changed on that yet. Uh, Pat Elfline's on the IR. Anthony Barr's on the IR. Ben Gideon is physically unable to perform. He's expected to come back this week, but that still hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, so there's some big names that are out uh, from Minnesota as well. But the biggest thing is we don't have the cornerbacks anymore. 
And I think, you know, if Rodgers can come out and throw for 400 yards, he's going to. Well, so we do have a lot of players that are questionable. Uh, Mason Crosby, that's the one that probably worries me the most because uh, who, 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 who do you have kick? You can have your punter kick. Obviously, I understand that. But uh, he doesn't. And maybe they do in practice. I don't know. Maybe he does on his, uh, you know, mm-hmm. on his own time. Uh, practices kicking, but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Apparently, it was something in practice. I think he tweaked mm-hmm. it or something. It, it's his back, but that's the one that worries me the most. But I don't. I don't doubt that Zadarius Smith's going to be out there. Preston Smith's going to be out there. I don't think Bakhtiari's going to be there. I know he's questionable, uh, but I don't think he's going to play. Aaron Jones. I think he could come back. Uh, but that's still up in the air. I don't know. So there, there are some big names. Tyler Irvin, he would be nice to have out there because he's a shifty little guy when they run him in uh, uh, motion Jet plays, motion. jet motion, sweet motion, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it would be nice to have him out there. But uh, uh, I do think that still having those guys out on offense uh, with Minnesota's uh, defensive backs, I do think that – I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a problem throwing the ball on Sunday. You know, I need Aaron Jones back for my fantasy. You know, Minnesota is the first, the fifth worst defense in the NFL. You know, they average 413 yards a game, 286 of those in the air, and 127 of those on the ground. Uh, and then, but you know, you know, get to think about it, Seattle's the worst defense, but look at them. But then here's the biggest thing about Minnesota as well is we are one of the worst offenses, you know, in the NFL. We give, we will score, or we will put up 374 yards of offense, but you can put up 374 and then can't give up 413. Right. Well, it's not even just giving up 413 yards, it's keeping the other team out of the end zone. Uh, what what could the Vikings do to keep Green Bay out of the end zone? Because I don't, I do think Green Bay is going to be able to put up some points in this game. So, what could they do to maybe slow down Green Bay's offense from scoring? We need to make sure our defensive line actually gets some shit together. Uh, obviously, the biggest problem that we do have right now is no corners. So we got to make sure our corners that are playing actually do something. Uh, but and then <clears throat> no solid linebacker this year as well. I mean, well, Eric Hendricks, obviously, right? Um, and he'll and do just fine. He's a play caller on defense, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Odenabo has been doing good, you know. And then now Anthony Harris is on the uh, trading block right now as well. Which I don't get that. No. Uh, so I, I like I said. Minnesota is just going down the butthole. Minnesota. All right, so last question. I think we'll see how it plays out. Last question then on this. The Vikings win on Sunday if. Dalvin Cook runs for 150 plus. That's it? That's all I got? I think if because here's the thing, if Dalvin Cook can run for 150 plus yards, that means it's going to keep your defense on its heels, <coughs> not knowing what's going to happen. Well, so I think if Dalvin Cook, what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think if Dalvin Cook can run for 150 yards, I think then Kirk Cousins will be able to come out and maybe pass the ball. You know, it's not uncommon for Green Bay to give up 100 plus yards on the ground a game. No, not at all. For, for. Green Bay gives up 132 a game. There you go. There you go. 
but that's not just going to be just Dalvin Cook. I think, I mean, obviously, I want Dalvin Cook to give up one fifty plus, uh, but I think that's the biggest thing. Is I think if you if Dalvin Cook can run for one hundred and fifty plus yards in that game, it shows that he's he's back fine from injury. Kirk Cousins will be able to throw the ball to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith. Kyle Rudolph. Um, so I just think if Dalvin Cook can keep your defense on its toes, okay, Kirk Cousins is going to come out and throw the ball. Okay, that's it. That's it. You know, I don't think our defense is going to do shit. So, well, like I said, I mean, I, I, I never, I never count the Vikings out uh, when they're playing Green Bay. It, it's just something I don't understand. Obviously, Green Bay can come out and play really good, like they did. Uh, and like they did uh, two times last year against Minnesota, but uh, I, I, I never fully am relaxed when they're playing the Vikings, and it's just because the Vikings play hard, they play fast, and they hit. And uh, they create turnovers. Uh, they can get after the quarterback. Uh, they're really going to have to Aaron Rodgers only got nine of twenty three on his deep shots this year. Uh, but he's taking five off any other teams. Uh, but that was before this game that's on right now. But um, I don't know if he's taking deep shots. Now, but uh, I, I think it could be a good game. Obviously, I'm going to pick Green Bay to win the game, and I, I do think Green Bay could win it by uh, ten points. Oh, well, keeping it in the NFC North, we're looking at the Colts and the Lions. Indianapolis right now is a three-point favorite uh, over under a 51.5. Biggest note of this game, Everson Griffin is back in the NFC North. Now, he's not playing, but he's back in the NFC North. I'd imagine he'll probably be on the five line. I don't know. I don't even know if he's here yet. Let me see. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's big news for him to be back in the North. Uh, seems like a lot of guys that stay in the North that leave, they do come back to the North. Uh, it's just a it's usually in Detroit, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of people die in Detroit. So we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, it's definitely – he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. He havoc on the defensive line and um, – it definitely changes the quarterback play, and you got a scheme for him now because he's he's a he gets after the quarterback. And an interesting connection on there that'll put Adrian Peterson and Everson Griffin on the same team for the first time since Minnesota. Well, how about that? Poking back up. So I think it'll be kind of interesting to see Everson Griffin back in the NFC North, and you know we haven't played Detroit once yet this year, so that means when we play Detroit, uh, Everson Griffin will be there. Uh, another big note from this game: T.Y. Hilton has not had a touchdown this year. Has he been injured or something? I mean, it seems isn't that crazy? It just seems so strange that if he's not been hurt, how does he not have a touchdown? I mean, he's got a veteran, Philip Rivers. At quarterback, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he what? he has started every game. He has started every game this year. He says he believes he's close to breaking out. Mm-hmm. Well, when are you going to do that? We're halfway through the season, you don't have a touchdown. Well, I mean, look at look game one. He went nine targets, four four catches. Uh, game two against Minnesota, five for three. Uh, then he went three for three, then three for three, and then five for three again, and then ten for six against Cleveland. 
Um, and they lost that game to Cleveland. Uh, so I just think uh, I think if any game to do it, it could be against this interesting Detroit secondary. Um, but it's just crazy to me that the Colts are so much better statistically, uh, but T.Y. Hilton hasn't had a touchdown yet. Well, like I was saying, I, just, I, I don't understand. In the red zone, he's not targeted. Uh, he's quick. He should be able to burn some DBs over the top. Is he not? I, I don't know. Is he not getting open? Has he lost his step? I, I don't know. I haven't even seen a full Colts game this year, to be completely honest with you. But um, Well, he's had 37 targets and only 20 catches. Uh, you're right, 242 yards. He is averaging 12 yards a catch. Um, and I can't say it's not amounting to anything because the Colts are four and two. So he could be getting them down in close, close to the red zone or in the red zone and getting his field, uh, team in, in scoring position. And, and uh, maybe he's completely happy and, and but wants touchdowns, but just happy that his team is winning and doing well. I imagine that's going to be the case too. But uh, Who do you got winning this one? I can see this as a game that the Lions squeak out a win. And I just – Darius Leonard hasn't been playing as great as this year for, as as the linebacker. He was the best, you know, what was he, rookie of the year last year? Defensive rookie of the year, I think. Who was? I'm sorry. Um, well, it's not Darius Leonard because it was uh, Nick Bosa. But uh, uh, but uh, anyway, a great linebacker, but he hasn't, he hasn't played as well as he did last year. But uh, I do think the Lions could, could squeak out a win here. You know, I that this is the first one we're gonna actually have to disagree with. Um, Darius Leonard was 2018, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there you go. But he was still really good last year. Yeah. You know, I got to give this one to the Colts. Okay. I just think Philip Rivers is gonna come out and do pretty decent. I'd like to see a division rival lose, so I'd like to see the Colts win. But <clears throat> yeah, I just think it'll be interesting to watch this game. This will be a decent game to watch as well. Yeah, very much so. It's it's. I'll, I'll probably, you know, check up on it. So, uh, so breaking news in the middle of this podcast: Bridgewater just got tripped, and now he's injured. Uh oh. Oh yeah, he went down hard on that knee. We'll have to oh, see how no. that plays out. I'm so sorry about breaking news in the middle of the podcast here. Uh, we got kicked right in the gonads. Maybe that's just what. Oh it was. boy. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think it's kind of strange. I could call it an epiphany. But, you know, I just, just read that, that T.Y. Hilton said he feels like he's re- about ready to break out for the season. Okay? So it leads me to my question. How many touchdowns do you think T.Y. Hilton will have in this football game? One. You think just one? One. I think he, I think he will get his first one this game. And I think it will be an average pass. Nothing, Nothing spectacular, deep. just a... No, there's a nice little 15-yard deep dump score. Little, Most of it will be yak, too. A little crosser or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. little crosser mm-hmm. over maybe, the middle. Maybe, maybe a uh, back-ended screen. It is a Phillips River specialty. <laughs> All right, so next game up. Raiders, Browns. Raiders at the Browns in Cleveland. The game. Oh man, isn't Cleveland hot this year? I mean, they're five and two. 
five, and, and they're 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 they are they're earned five and two. Yeah, but bad news for them going forward. I mean, if if you haven't heard by now, they're sleeping in a dungeon. Uh, but uh, Odell is is no more this year. Odell is done this year. Uh, now here's the thing. Uh, that Browns team hasn't fully relied on him. Not at all. So it might not be a big loss for him, but here's the thing. Odell could also be your distraction. And now that really all you got left is Jalen, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, what Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think this is a toss-up game, in my opinion. I mean, right now they do have Cleveland as the favorites. Uh, you got Cleveland sitting at a three and a half point favorite, uh, planning on uh, over under a fifty-five and a half. And by the way, these odds are sitting as of live of now. These are Vegas live odds. Uh, so please just respect those opinions. These are Vegas live odds. What at, website you get that from? Vegas Vegas live odds. Uh, at uh, ten o'clock Central Time, at on the 29th of October, twenty twenty, year of our Lord. <laughs> That's an inside <laughs> joke for all you Omaha people, if you understand that. So, um, but I, but I think the Browns are going to stick to what they do best, and they're going to have to run the ball. Um, I don't think that is Chubb back this week. No, I, no, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, look him up. Is he out for the year? But no. uh, um, Browns are the number two rushing team in the league. Even with Chubb out, they're still the number yeah. two rushing team in the league. Uh-huh. So you got to keep pounding the ball. Kareem Hunt, he's a great running back, so keep giving him the ball. Um, because the, the problem is, is when you don't run the ball, the Browns do tend to get behind. And when they get behind, they have to throw the ball. And Mayfield has a 17.2 passer rating when he's under pressure this season. That's mm-hmm. the third worst in the NFL. If he mm-hmm. has to throw the ball, teams know that he's going to throw the ball. They're going to get after him because they want him to get it out early. And it's not going to come out good for the Browns. But uh, but don't uh, don't sleep on the Browns either. They're not a bad football no. team. They've got a good no. defense too. Surprisingly no. good defense. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I do think the Browns could win this game. Uh, I, I just – they look good. And it's just crazy to me how good they look. They look there. They look all around there. And I, I, I do believe, I do believe the Browns could take a wild card spot because there ain't no way the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't going to win that division. You know, it's interesting you say that because I was, I was almost thinking that maybe the Browns would would not be as hot for the rest of the year and maybe wouldn't quite make the playoffs, but I think they could spoil some people's seasons and maybe not spoil the season completely, but definitely ruin their, uh, you know, what, where they're going to be in the playoffs. Are you going to be a wild card? Are you going to be, uh, 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 in straight to the divisional round? Is it, we don't know, but, uh, uh, they're not a bad football team, not a bad team. It'll be interesting to see. So, I am kind of excited. Do the Raiders pull off the upset? No. I think the Browns take this game. I just think the Browns will win this game. It's at home. They have fans. Um, I think this is one of their first games with fans. Uh, and I think Vegas just had a lucky win against the Chiefs. You know, I don't think Vegas is there. 
So with the fact that I don't think that Vegas is there, I just think that Cleveland Cleveland's going to walk away with this win. I think the uh, I think the Raiders are going to win. I think that Waller is going to have a good time in the middle of the field because I don't think the Browns have incredible linebackers to cover the middle of the field, and I think Waller is going to be a problem for them. Uh, and Josh Jacobs, uh, I just saw he's only averaging a little over three yards a carry this year, uh, which is like third worst in the NFL or something like that, but uh, among 80 active ball carriers. Um, I think he could have a decent game. Uh, I don't mind the Browns' defensive line, but um, I I think the Raiders just got rid of Carlos Dunlap. No, he was a Bengal. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was a Bengal. But uh, I think the Raiders are going to pull off the upset here. I mean, Browns aren't favored by that much, but uh, Raiders are still considered an underdog, so I'm going to say that. The Raiders are going to pull off the upset. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Who has more total yards, Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield? Total yards, not just passing. <clears throat> Derek Carr. Okay. I think Derek Carr is a better passer of the football. I think he's a more natural thrower. I think he's got a better arm. Uh, and uh, Derek Carr can boogie. He can run. If he needs to run, he can run. Um, so I think I think Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr will finish with. I'm going to give him. 382 total yards. Okay, we're going to save that note there. And if I am 100% correct, I don't care how he gets it, 382 total yards. I will... Let me come back to that. I'm going to think of something that I'll do. Ice bucket challenge in the next snowstorm. Nine. Um... I think Baker wins the battle, and I think Baker goes 400-plus. Right. It'll be a good game to watch. Keep your eye on it. I just think he'll go 400-plus because Baker will squeak more out of the pocket than Derek Carr will. It's just Derek Carr does have more weapons on the passing. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Going on to our final noon game. We got the – No, we got two more. We got this one and one more. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I did. I did overlook one. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we got uh, a AFC, big one. AFC East game. I mean, unfortunately, it would have been great if it could have been a big AFC East game, but it is the five and one Titans coming off of a heartbreaking nah, loss. The next game I'm talking about. We don't want to skip over that one. I'm just referencing the next one, but yeah, this one's the Titans yeah. and the Bengals. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think the Titans will squeak out with a big win this one. <laughs> so I, would, um, I wouldn't really say they're going to squeak out. <laughs> um, I just think, unfortunately, the Titans came off that heartbreaking loss against the Steelers, which took him away from undefeated. Joe Burrow is there. I just don't think he's there against Tennessee. Uh, I just think the matter of the fact is Joe Burrow is going to – I think he'll have a decent game. You know, he is the third leading passer in the NFL, uh, you know, but his weapons aren't the best, unfortunately, right now. And I think that's the hardest thing that's going to kill them. Uh, but the best part about it is, you know, Derrick Henry's coming out as the league leading rusher. He's got 863 yards. Also coming out with a 250 plus yard game. 
uh, two weeks or two weeks ago from Houston. So I just I think unfortunately, uh, Derek or not Derek. Jesus Christ, I'm getting distracted by Thursday Night Football. I think Derek Henry is going to do probably another 200 yards against this Bengal defense. The fact that they got rid of Carlos Dunlap now that he's in Seattle. I just think the Titans will come out and just win this game dominating. Yeah, I, I think the Titans are going to be able to run all over the Bengals and do whatever they want to do because, uh, as you mentioned, they just got rid of uh, Carlos Dunlap. So uh, that's even worse for him when trying to stop the league-leading rusher, uh, the bulldozer himself, Derrick Henry. Um, you know what? I, I expect maybe we're going to get another big, huge stiff arm uh, this weekend, I honest. was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, oh my god! But yeah, that that upset to the Steelers last week was was uh, uh, probably really sad if you're a Titans fan. But um, uh, if you're going to lose to somebody, you might as well lose to a better team. So yeah, probably one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I think they are the best team in the NFL, and they're just because they are six and zero oh, and they haven't lost. So there you yep. go. But uh, uh, now for the final noon game. Yeah, I mean, you took over, not took over, but you already stated my, uh, not really question, but bold statement. I was going to say, I think Derrick Henry rushes for 200 yards. His first game this year that he'd run for 200. So, no, it is his second. Who'd he run for 200 against? Houston. He did like 260. Did he really? I thought I looked that up and he didn't. Maybe he had 260 total yards. Hold on. Yeah, I think that's that's what it was. Looking it up right here. I I just think Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL right now, and I don't think anything is going to change that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he had 212 yards against Houston rushing. Okay, well, I think he's going to have another 200 yards this week, so. Yeah, I think 200, 250 total yards. Yeah. Now. We could be on, on this most one. favorite game. We could be on this one for a while, too. I don't think we should, though. Why not? Because I don't want to give them the credit they deserve. I'm, I'm not talking about – give who the credit? Either. Really? We're talking about the Bills uh, hosting the Patriots, by the way. The two and four New oh. England Patriots. And By the way, I'm so sorry. That Titans Bengals game, Tennessee is a three and a half point favor, and that's the over over that's the other over under. That is the highest at fifty six. Okay. That was three and a half. <laughs> Just three and a half, yep. Wow. Okay. See, there there goes the difference for you right now. The Jets are playing the Chiefs. They're 21-point underdogs. The Bengals, who have just one win versus the Titans, are only three and a half point underdogs. Yeah. Jets suck. Anyway. So uh uh, we got the Patriots and the Bills. You know, right now Buffalo is sitting at a three-point favorite, forty-six point over/under. Your paper sorry. is loud. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't matter. But uh, my my, yeah, biggest, I, uh, my biggest issue this year: Cam Newton has two passing touchdowns, two and seven interceptions, two touchdowns. Well, two passing. He has a couple rushing, I think, too. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Cam Newton to be the future of the New England Patriots when he was brought in. I mean, they signed him to a one-year deal. So if anybody... That was all incentive. If the Patriots didn't 
are only going to sign him to a one-year deal. They don't expect him to be the future of their 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 uh, team either. But two touchdowns, you got to do better than that when you're playing for the New England Patriots. As much as you might not like the New England Patriots, you have to do better than that. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, I just think, you know, um, you know, even though the Bills are kind of on a two out of three loss, you know, and even with one of those losses being a struggle against the Jets, can't believe I'm saying that sentence, I just don't think New England's there at all. And a blowout by the 49ers at home. Yeah. So for the Patriots, yeah. Yeah. I just think the Patriots will lose this game again. I think there's a very possibility the Patriots are going to pick them in the top ten of the NFL draft this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't finish. Uh, you know, five hundred. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, it sucks. It's you know I know people were talking about you know Cam Newton coming in doing decent, but then he goes and gets the COVID, then he goes and gets the interceptions, and I just think it's it's a lost cause at this point. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be even tougher because the Bills, their defense isn't what it was last year, but it's still a pretty good defense. They have a lot of really good players on defense. So, uh, Except Josh Norman getting tossed to the sideline. Well, you know, but uh, he's still a veteran veteran corner, and he's a good corner. But, yep. uh, I mean, Edelman's going to be out because he had a knee surgery to, this morning. Uh, so he didn't practice today. Obviously, he had surgery, but apparently he's not – or he's ruled out, yeah, but there was still a possibility earlier today that he could play, which I didn't understand because <clears throat> he had surgery. But anyway, but also Nikhil. I think he wants to drain his knee. Okay, well, but then also Nikhil Harry could be out. And so the, who's the receivers? Well, this guy, I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his first name correctly, and it's strictly because I never heard of this guy. Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers, <laughs> And Gunner Olszewski, Olszewski, yeah, Olszewski or so Olszewski. There, Olszewski. Hey, remember Jacoby Brisket? Yeah, but that would be who the Patriots would have. I think that's who it will be because Nikhil Harry had that uh, concussion. I, I, I don't even think Cam gets the start. I think he does. I think he will. And I think it's because at the at his post game conference last week, he was he was asked at, or asked asked. asked yeah he was asked uh, about his play and getting benched and all that and he said well if I play poorly I expect to get benched and I think that answer enough to somebody like Bill Belichick would get you another start uh, but uh, uh, I, I do believe uh, that if. Uh, I think you start Cam, and if he doesn't do well in a couple series, Stidham. You think you sit him, huh? Stidham. I know. Oh, yeah, I think you do. Stidham, Brian, Brian, and I think Stidham. that's it. And I and I think that's it. I think that means Cam is done in New England. I think if he throws one, or, I think if he even throws two picks, I think he's done. He throws two picks in that game. We'll never see Cam Newton again this year. I don't even. Might know. never just see him in football. I don't even think it has to be picks. I think if it just comes out and just can't move the ball or misses wide open targets like he has been, I, I think you take him out. I think you do. And I know Bill Belichick said something last week about, well, he still wants to develop Stidham. Uh, but uh, develop him for what? How much worse could it be? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's done. I think it's over. 
time to get rid of Cam. I, I and, you know, I've never been a Cam hater. I never have no. been. Uh, but I think he's done. I. Yeah, yeah. I think you sit him and let Jared Stidham come in and you finish out the season and you're going to be really bad at the end of the season and you're going to get a top at least 10 pick, if not higher, uh, get a quarterback then. I'll have a top 10 pick. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, it just depends on who's left. Too, so I think I, I just think New England's done, and I think they should be okay with it. I think they should just accept the facts, you know, and all the bandwagon. I mean, I mean, lifelong Patriot fans <clears throat> bandwagon will understand that it's okay to have a rebuild couple of years. But here's the question: How does Belichick rebuild that? Well, you think he's able to? Well, here's the thing: He because they're not going to finish, finish the season with a very good record, right? They should have probably a couple picks in the first round, um, if not three, because, you know, there's always going to be trading up with other teams and, and blah, 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 blah before the draft. And they could have three picks in the first round. I think you use it on a quarterback, and I think then you take two wide receivers, and you take the two best wide receivers that are on the board, and that's what you have. It doesn't matter what their names are, and it doesn't matter what school they went to who are the best two wide receivers that you can get and get them. And then you're going to have young offensive studs that you can grow into your mm-hmm. system. And they have a fresh football mm-hmm. mind, not a college, fresh football mind. They can absorb the Belichick system. I, I think Belichick can be good again before he retires. And it's one bad season we're talking about. And I feel like everybody's, oh, my, you know, Patriots are bad. They're really bad this year, but uh, so far anyway. But uh, – it's Bill Belichick, and I'm not going to say he's bad now. He can rebuild. They're going to have picks to do it. Mm-hmm. That's my little rant about that. I think we'll just have to see how it goes, but I do think that the uh, uh, Patriots will lose this game. Yeah, I'm giving it to the Bills as well. And now we'll complete our noon games. Yeah. All right, next up, we're going to start off with our first 3 o'clock game. By the way, these are Central Time. First 3 o'clock game is the Chargers and the Broncos, both 2-4, and four, both division rivals, and this is a promising 2-4 and four Chargers. Yeah, very much. I mean, Justin Herbert's come out and just lit it up. I don't know, in, know any other way to put it. Uh, it's rough, and, and it's very hard to do when you go from a veteran quarterback like Phillip Rivers Say what you want, but Philip Rivers was a good. He is a good quarterback. Not was he still in the league? He's a good quarterback. Uh, he's a veteran quarterback. He's a smart football player. He's a tough football player. He's a competitor, and he is a trash talker. And he he doesn't swear, but he gosh dang it, he yeah gosh dang it, uh, freaking heck. But uh, he's a competitor and a trash talker. But uh, so it's good when you can go from somebody like that to a guy like Justin Herbert, twelve touchdowns and three picks this year. Yeah, I, and what if he would have started week one? What if he would have started week one? Hey, maybe he's got 15 touchdowns, four picks. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. It's a game of what-ifs. But uh, I do think the Chargers could win this one, and that's going to be bad news for the Broncos because that will leave them at 0-4 at home this year. That's usually not a good thing. But they are a team that does benefit from having a home crowd, especially in the cold. And it's cold they in were- Denver now, of course. It's. Uh, I don't think they have fans, though. They don't. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. You know, you got the spread here. The spread is even. 
44 and a half point favorite or 44 and a half point over under. So I think it's kind of interesting. I am going to give this win to the Chargers. I think he, I think, you know, with Von Miller being out, I think those linebackers aren't that strong right now. Uh, and I really do believe Justin Herbert will put up 400 total yards. You know, and it's it's, it's going to be crucial for the, the Chargers to win this game because it put them third in the division. And call me crazy on this, and I'll explain myself a little bit. But um, I think if the Chargers win this game, it's going to put them at three and four. I think they can win some more games. And with the extended playoffs this year, they could potentially later in the season be fighting for a playoff spot. When you look at the NFC this year, we pretty much already know which teams are going to be in the playoffs. I don't see much changing or or anything from that on the NFC side. But the AFC side, uh, there's a couple teams, a few teams that you go, yep, they're going to be in. The Chiefs are going to be in. The Steelers are going to be in. The Ravens are going to be in. We know that, right? But then there's some teams in the middle of the pack, uh, the Bills, who have a winning record, but it's, it's you know, who knows? Uh, and there are some other teams, too. The Titans, obviously. But uh, later in the season, we don't know. And, and, and a lot of things, I think, could change in the AFC just with, you know, division games happen and whatnot later in the season. But um, look out. No. I'm not, I think I'm her- not, not counting the Chargers out yet. No, Herbert could win rookie of the year this year, too, if he continues to play that he is, my opinion. You know, now we're going to look at our 330 games. Uh, both are NFC matchups. Both are interesting to watch NFC matchups. Uh, first one being the NFC West matchup, which I believe is America's Game of the Week this week. We have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the 49ers. Right now we got Seattle at a six-and-a-half-point favor with a 54 over and under, and I just think Seattle's going to come off that loss that they had from Arizona, and they are going to turn around and just I don't want to say it'll be a beatdown, uh, but I do believe the Seahawks will come out and win this game. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a beatdown at all. The 49ers have gotten better. They, they, they obviously have a lot of injuries. We know that. They've gone for the year. Okay, read it well. Move on from it because mm-hmm. it is what it is, and, and there's people that are playing now. And they're adjusting to the playing and the play speed. I mean, they're backups, you know, So, but they're coming, and they've come in and done well. And, I mean, the 49ers are four and three. Yeah, that was worse than the division. But um, worse than the division is four and three. But it's the best division in football right now. Yeah, but uh, uh, the, the 49ers are still playing well. They're getting better. They're getting better. So they're going to be a tough team. Uh, Green Bay plays them in a few weeks, and that's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, not excited about that one because we all know what. Uh, if you're not a Packer fan, you thought it was glorious two times last year seeing the Packers get blown out by the 49ers. So we would like to come be in the NFC championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, Aaron Rodgers has never played an NFC championship game at Lambeau Field. And I believe I he's played in, I believe he's played in six NFC championship games. I don't think it'll be played again this year either. Well, that's another day conversation, but uh, we'll have that conversation in week anyway, 16. So 49ers, Seahawks, uh, obviously the best division of football. We already said that. Uh, I did not realize this. George Kittle already had a 183 yard game this week. I didn't know that. But they lost. Yeah, Nick Mullins was a quarterback, and they lost that game to the Eagles. Yeah. 
Uh, George Kittle's a beast. I'm a, you know, you know Chris, but I, I've said it before. Uh, being an Iowa Hawkeye fan, I love George Kittle, and uh, I love seeing him do well in the NFL. So I love when he has really good games, except when it's against the Green Bay Packers. But uh, um, he's a stud, and I love watching him play. He's a competitor. He's a fighter. He's a big dude. I think it's funny what he does to the Green Bay Packers. I think it's funny what everybody. I think it's funny what everybody's done to the Minnesota Vikings this year too. But uh, I don't think we want to talk about that, do we? Fuck Boston and Garoppolo one one against each other, uh, so it is technically the next rubber match. Um, now you know with the injuries of the 49ers is the biggest thing we've already talked about and I just don't think it's going to get any better for them this year I think they'll still have a decent year uh, but unfortunately I just don't think it's going to get much better for them yeah uh, they got to keep guys healthy as does everybody but uh, you can't afford to lose more people than you have lost now Uh, fortunately for the 49ers they have uh, been able to stay relatively healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so that helps. But, uh, when the defense is banged up like it is, you got to stay healthy on the offense. 100%. Now for our other 330 game, uh, this is another NFC North Hold watch. Up. Hold up. I didn't get to ask you my question on the last game or this game. Uh-oh. I want to ask you my question. Let's go back to the Chargers and Broncos real quick. Just It could be a quick answer. Better chance that Justin Herbert throws for two interceptions oh, or Drew Locke throws three touchdown passes? Uh, better chance of uh, Herbert throwing two interceptions. I think he does throw one because uh, it is Justin Herbert, but I don't think he throws more than one, but I don't think Drew Locke will throw three touchdowns. I just don't think he's there yet. He does not have the best receivers, you know, with uh, Cortland Sutton. You know, for the, um, I, I, I unfortunately think Drew Locke will not throw three touchdowns. I would like to see him succeed, but I don't think this is the game that's going to happen. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, then this question, this is regarding the 49ers at Seahawks, 325 p.m. Central Standard Time. Does Russell Wilson throw – because of the Seahawks' defense, keep that in mind when I ask you this question. Does Russell Wilson throw for more yards than the 49ers run for? Yes. Yes. Just because they are getting so hot on that uh, passing game, uh, I just think, unfortunately, Russ is going to throw for 300-plus yards. And I don't think that 49ers will rush for 300-plus. Yeah, because the 49ers could be without uh, Kawan Alexander. He's a linebacker. Jimmy Ward is a is a cornerback, and Jaquiski Tart is a safety. Those are yep. J- Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart are starters. And so yep. if they are out, uh, Russell Wilson, I think, could have a heyday. And I think he will. And I think he will with DK, and I think he will with Ty. Uh, I just think he will have an amazing game. All right, last game, also at 325. We have the New Orleans Saints visiting the Midwest at the Chicago Bears. Now, the Saints are 4-2, and two, Bears are 5-2. and two. Uh, Saints are currently second in their division, as are the Bears. But both teams do need to win to stay competitive in their division, I feel. If the Bears drop to 5-3, and three, mm-hmm. and the Lions get- at 3-3 three three three. currently. Now, yep. if the Lions win and go to 4-3... and three, 
that gives the Bears still second in the division, but by I mean, one right, Lions are creeping up. No, New Orleans are a three-point favorite in this game, 47-point over and under, and I think, you know, Michael Thomas is still questionable, so we don't know if he'll be playing or not, uh, but I think it'll be kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, you remember Emmanuel Sanders is on the COVID list. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. No Michael Thomas, yeah. So I, I, I think it'll be a decent game to watch. Um. But, you know, after what the Bears did last week against the Rams, I don't think they win this game. Yeah, the Bears are the only team above 500 that averaged less than 20 points per game. The rest of those teams that average less than 20 points a game are 7 and 26 combined. I think think that, you know, that the the, uh, – um, Jesus Christ, the Bears' defense is not bad. I just think their offense is not that good. Bears' defense is the reason I feel that they're 5-2. and two. 100%. And the Falcons. And actually, this does bring up the reckless and best question from the last podcast. If no one remembers that question... Can you name the teams Nick Foles has played for? Now, Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and let you see how far you can get, and we'll go from there. All right, so before I answer this, I do want to say that I did not look up this answer, I promise. I totally forgot. I kind of was going to because I didn't really have a plan to not look it up, Uh, but I kind of forgot then today. I wanted to look it up, and uh, Chris mentioned it before we uh, jumped on here. And uh, so I didn't look it up. So I got I to gotta try and think of all the teams Nick Foles played for. Well, uh, he's played for the uh, uh, then St. Louis Rams. Okay. Obviously played for the Eagles twice. Okay. Plays for the Bears now. Okay. Mm. Who do you play for before the Bears? Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. One more. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if you'll get this one. Was he a backup? Mm. Or did he come in because of an injury? Yeah. Injury. All right, I'm just going to take a wild guess because I can't think of the last one. Uh, Maybe it was early in his career. I'm going to go Seattle. I don't know. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my. Yep. When Alex Smith went down with that concussion, he came in, played – he played the rest of the game in week eight and started in week nine, but then he was back uh, to being a uh, backup. He was released at the end of the year. I should have known that. So I think uh, that is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, well, <clears throat> are we are we starting to see the collapse of the Chicago Bears this year? I would hope so, but I don't know. 
I think we got to see how this game goes. I think this is the game that'll decide. If the Bears go out and just lose this game miserably, I think the Bears will not win another game, maybe, except us. Um, but Drew Brees does not look like usual Drew Brees. Again, losing Michael Thomas and now Emmanuel Sanders has been the reason for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Michael Thomas kind of – I mean, injury, I know, but then he – He's got to get his shit together off the field if, you know, your team needs you, clearly. I mean, they're four and two, right? So you're probably going to make the playoffs, but an average four and two. Right. Well, an average four. Huh? Now, winning that division, the Bucks are. Right. So, but uh, yeah, the Bears, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree that if they just come out and just flop in this game, then I would say, yeah, the Bears are absolutely done this year. Uh, but they would still only be five and three. But that brings a question I have for you. Is there a better chance that Trubisky starts again this year than the Bears winning another game? Hmm. Do I think Trubisky would start again? Or before the Bears win another game? Or do the Bears win another game before Trubisky comes in? I think the Bears will win another game. Okay. I think yeah, I they can... will. I don't know if we'll see Trubisky again this year. Uh, I just – I think you just got to roll with Nick Foles at this point. And, and I've always been a fan of if you take a guy out that's your starter and put somebody else in – you got to go with that guy. There's a reason you benched your starter and you can't flip-flop back and forth because then it says that you don't know what you're doing and you yep. don't have a, a, a clear path of the type of offense that you want to be. Yep. I agree. I think we'll see what happens. Now for the two night games. And we definitely cannot talk about this first one all night. Bum, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. Nothing beats when Samuel L. Jackson said that. <laughs> I'll play the damn tone. <laughs> you got the two and five cowgirls, cowboys, with Ben DiNucci possibly starting. Two, four, and one, and collapse of Carson Wentz schools. Yeah, this game is going to be boring. Well, or not. I'm taking the Eagles in this game. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Eagles too, but I don't know if it could be boring because the, the Cowboys have a horrible defense, and I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, so he's going to be able to throw the ball. And they just got rid of Everson Griffin. Right. Philadelphia's three-point favorite, 43-and-a-half over under. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys are number one passing offense, number two overall overall offense, but that was with the majority of that was Dak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andy Dalton hasn't done shit. He's not getting the start. So, I don't even think Andy Dalton comes in at all. No, uh, he didn't have a concussion, so it's going to come down to Zeke. I mean, you got Ben DiNucci coming in. I don't. I couldn't even tell you one thing about him. Um, now I feel like the quarterback situation in Dallas has been a shit show, but you know, begs the question: Would Jerry Jones suck his pride and sign Colin Kaepernick? No. No, nah, he never yeah, will. But what do the Cowboys need to do to try and save some of the season? I mean, they just look lost. I think it's over for them. I think the Cowboys are done this year. Yeah, but you're still fighting for the the the, 
you're still competitive in your division. You're st- you can still go to the playoffs. Like if you go to the playoffs, you're going to get hosed if you're still this bad. But come on, you can't just. I don't think a good team should go to the playoffs, but hey, you never know. No, but that's the way the playoffs are structured, and they're, one of them's going to go. Somebody's going to go, and they're probably going to have a below 500 record. So that's just the way it is, and they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs, like they always do. Except the year they won the Super Bowl, but they won that in the wild card. Who? When Philadelphia won it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, statistically. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just think you know, if Zeke doesn't step up this game, I think it's time to start announcing the Cowboys are done. Yeah, he he needs to step up. I mean, he's what they got. If they can't throw the ball, every quarterback I could turn around and hand the ball off to a running back. So I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Those those fans, Jerry Jones, want in so bad, might as well start going on the field. They need somebody. But, uh, yeah, so uh, can can the Cowboys win this game? No. On the sole purpose if they create more turnovers? No. I do not think the Cowboys will win this game. I I don't think there's any way the Cowboys can win this game. Their only chances if Andy Dalton can play, but there's no way he will because his concussion. The Cowboys don't win this game. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, zero chance. I think the season's a lost cause, but I think if you're the Cowboys organization, you can't just give up. I mean, you can't. You're you, you're a professional football team. You can't just give up. You have to go out there and try every single game. But the players have given up too. I mean, they don't care. You can see no. they don't care when you watch a game. It's twenty-five to three to Washington. Right. You mean you can't put it in the end zone one time? I don't know. I just think it's done for them. Yeah. So, my friend, let's go to the final game of the weekend. It's Monday Night Football. I believe this game could be somewhat competitive. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. As bad as people think. I think it'll be a, a two possession win, two possession lead when they when 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 uh, the Buccaneers, Buccaneers are gonna win this game <laughs> over the Giants. I, you know, it's crazy to think that this could have been a Brady Manning game, but now it's Brady Jones. Mm-hmm. I think Daniel Jones will get there soon. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one day he will be an elite quarterback in the NFL. Um it is not this year. It's not this year. Uh, the Buccaneers, uh, you know, the biggest news out of Buccaneer camp is they signed Antonio Brown. Now, he won't, he cannot play till week nine. Yeah, but he can practice Tuesday. Yeah, he can pra- because uh, because he suspended those eight games this this year. Now, and this would be the eighth game. Now it's a little strange though because usually when teams have a Monday night game, they don't practice Tuesday. Just like teams that play on Sunday don't practice Monday. So even though he's yes. cleared to practice Tuesday, he's going to miss that day of practice. So he's only going to yeah. have three contact days of practice and a walkthrough. Yep. But I think, you know, Brady has always said he wanted Antonio Brown. And I think, honestly, this could be the connection we could be looking for. I mean, Bruce Arians is just standing there as the mouthpiece right now. You know, Brady's running that damn team. Half the reason why Brady went down to Tampa Bay is so he can run the team. And you got to look at it this way is I think once the moment Brady retires, he's going to be an NFL head coach. Tom Brady. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes. Yes. 
Tom Brady will be a head coach. Now it's very interesting though because before the he's not going to the booth. Before the season, Bruce Arians had said, uh, and maybe it was even last season that signing Antonio Brown would not be a good idea for a football team to do. Basically, I'm paraphrasing that that he based that's basically what he said, what he was referring to. Don't quote me on that specifically. But Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay, brings in Antonio Brown. I'm telling you, Tom Brady's running that team. Yeah, I mean, as if anybody it's doesn't know, that Tom Brady has pull and say in what happens to the offense. But I think I think it'll be kind of interesting when they start playing together. I just want to see how long will Antonio Brown be on that team. I made a joke today at work that I said uh, this is going to be the first time a player gets cut in the middle of a the game. They'll cut him at halftime. Uh, any bold predictions for this game? <laughs> yeah, Daniel Jones is not going to have an 80-yard run. That is a bold prediction there. I do feel for him. If you watch the replay, look at his face. You know, he just lost it. Bet money on it in Vegas. He's not going to have an 80-yard run. I don't even think that's like – I think he, there's no way you'd win money on a prop bet like that. <laughs> of course it's probably like it, It's probably like you have to pay $160 to win 100 has a 40 yard plus run for the rest of the year I I just think you know he got lucky he was wide open in space and his legs gave out on him it was good I just felt bad yeah but of course Chris Godwin's going to be out for the Buccaneers Uh, I broke his finger I didn't know what happened to him until today Uh, Mm -hmm. I I saw it was a broken finger and he went underwent surgery two days ago on Tuesday so of course he's going to be out I bet you he probably it's a broken finger uh, he might come mm-hmm. back next week. I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe longer. Just depends on how much it has to be repaired. Yeah. But I, I, I do think the Bucks will win this game. I think Tom Brady is in full form, and I think with him being on Monday Night Football is his favorite. Yeah. So we, you know, Buccaneers are going to win this game. No question about that. But to remain in the game, what do the Giants have to do to just stay in the game somewhat? They need to catch the football. I think Daniel Jones, the only way they stay in the game is Daniel Jones has to throw for 300-plus yards. You know, losing Saquon is what really killed that team. You know, now they did pick up Devontae Freeman. It was Devontae Freeman. Who's questionable. Yes, but I just think that, you know, if Daniel Jones throws for 300 yards, the game will be close. I think it's that they're going to have to find a way to get after Tom Brady and make him throw the football before he wants to. Because Tom mm-hmm. Brady isn't throwing these little five to seven yard routes as much anymore, which I mentioned nope. on the last podcast, but um, he's throwing it down the field more, and uh, so he's holding the ball a little longer. So his his guys are running further downfield. You got to find a way to get after him and make him throw it before he really wants to put a little pressure on him. He's forty three years old. He does, he's never been a scrambling quarterback. He's not going to roll outside of the pocket. I mean, Tom Brady is one of those that if there's nowhere to go and he can't throw the ball and the guy's really close to him, he just crouches down on the ground and takes the sack. It's a smart football play, um, but you can make him do that. So get after him just to stay in the game if you want to have a chance, uh, which I don't think you do if you're the Giants. No, I don't, and it sucks. But I just think that's where it's at. Well, I mean, I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Giants do well. It's just not going to be this year. No, nah, the one in six this is not going to be a competitive football game at all because the Buccaneers are playing well right now. They are, they are, and I think they'll just win this game outright. Yeah. Well, my friend, 
that's all the games. Anything else you'd like to bring up tonight? Uh, no. Where can you find us, Chris? You can find us at recklessatbest.com. Uh, very soon, we will be having a Facebook page opening as well, so make sure to find us on Facebook as well. You can listen to us on all your podcast applications, including Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and more. And if you have any comments or concerns you want to send our way, again, make sure to check us out at recklessatbest.com. For Chris, I say good night. 